listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, worship team. Good morning, everyone. Um, my name's Mark, and uh, uh, just am glad to be here. I was, I was gone for a couple weeks, so it's good to be back with you all. I hope you've all had a great summer. I can't believe summer's over. Does is, is anybody else feel like it's still summer? I mean, but my kids, they started back in school this week, so I guess summer's over, and they just declared it over. But um, uh, my, my wife is happy they're back um, in school, so... I remember when I was a kid, right, school started like in September, so you felt like summer, you know, the, the summer, the, the heat was kind of calming down a little bit, you'd get to, you know, the, the dark, the, the light would get, to, it would get darker earlier, I guess, and uh, so um, nowadays, I guess we're just going to go back to school in July. Next year, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, next, <laughs> next year we might always start, start school in uh, July 1st, I don't know, but uh, anyways, I, I'm, like I said, glad to be back from my summer vacation and, uh, you know, I guess, I guess uh, if, you, if you haven't been here this whole last few series, we've been going through a series called Summer Songs, and Summer Songs, this series is about the Psalms, and <clears throat> if you haven't been able to, uh, to hear all the sermons as I haven't, <clears throat> I would encourage you, as, as Ricardo talked about, get the app. The app has all of our podcasts there on it, or you can go to iTunes or Google Play or wherever other your podcasts are sold, um, but uh, I, I think it's really important that you that you, that you hear the whole of the book of Psalms because today we're going to actually f- conclude this series on Psalms, <clears throat> and and if you if you didn't quite get through the whole the whole of the book of Psalms, you wouldn't quite you wouldn't see how this this ending really 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 works. So I want I want you to I want to encourage you to kind of go back through those. But uh, the book of Psalms is it's a truly amazing. Um, you know, example of how to communicate with God. It's not always pretty or happy or, or you know, just Pollyanna. Uh, there, there's a lot of raw and intimate and painful stuff that, that, um, that the psalmist will, will, will sometimes talk to God about. Uh, and as Jason mentioned earlier, uh, a couple, couple weeks ago, this is, it's written by artists. And, um, you know, I'm an artist, I guess. I guess I could call myself that. Um, but uh, artists, if you know us very well, we're kind of touchy sometimes. We're kind of you know, touchy-feely, and, and we, you know, we, we, we're vulnerable sometimes, and that, that's, the, that's the heart of the Psalms. It's, it's just the crying out of, of our heart to connect with God's heart, because we know that God, you know, gives us this ability, this innate ability to, to, and, and need to be known and to be, and to, and to know God, so that is really this, this, as we go through this Psalms, you see the psalmist connecting with God and trying to be known by God and know God. Another thing about the psalms is that, you know, often talks about worship. Um, you know, a lot of these are, are, were, were songs, actually, in, in, uh, you know, in church, if you, if you will, at the, in those days. And <clears throat> so I've, I've always been a musician since I was in, well, I, I played piano, started playing piano when I was like five years old, and uh, I loved music. <clears throat> and uh, when I was in fourth grade, uh, you know, I wanted to I wanted to play an orchestra instrument, and uh, unfortunately, my parents at the time didn't have any money for uh, for me to like rent an instrument. So they said, "Well, you can play whatever instrument you want as long as the school will give it to you for free." And so they said they had two instruments that <clears throat> we could play. I guess they were trying to get people to play these two instruments. <clears throat> one of them was cello, and the other one was bass. And so I was like, 
I love the cello. The cello sounds great, right? It's, a, it's, it's beautiful. You know, it's got that singing you know, voice. And so I got to school, and I was all ready to start playing the cello, and they ran out of cello. So I was stuck with the bass. And, um, yeah, I know. So, so the rest is history. I'm, I've been stuck with that big old, well, I, I'm not playing the little one right now, but I was stuck with that big old instrument at fourth grade, and it was like this, it was like this much bigger than me. Um, and, uh, you know, I had to carry that thing home from school that day. I think I got a hernia from it, but um, it, it was... <laughs> for the rest of my, uh, my life, really, I've, I've, I've uh, been affected by that choice of, of uh, playing, playing string bass. And I got to play it, actually, throughout the, the country and the world and, and, and got, to, got to do some really cool, cool things with, the, with, the, with that instrument. Um, and I always got tired of the, the joke, like when I was, especially when you're on a plane with a big, you know, next to you, the, you have the, the bass next to you and you, and they're like, well, why didn't you choose the piccolo? Like, you could have put it up, up above, but... Um, <laughs> I got tired of that joke. It's, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have to buy different cars for my, my instrument. Um, anyways. But in junior high, I actually got to, uh, got to start playing the electric bass, which is what we played. Um, you know, I, I play a lot now. But back then, that was kind of, you know, cutting edge, right? The, the, the electric bass in church, that was, was kind of scary. I mean, we had, like, really contemporary Christian music, music like uh, Amy Grant and you know, Michael W. Smith. And um, I remember those guys were, those, you know, we got to play those songs, and that was, that was like, cool back then. Um, but I, and, and I don't think we played, I didn't play it until I was, I think it was my high school years when I played, we actually got to play um, electric bass in church. That was, that was pretty crazy. Um, but one of the things I love about, you know, worship music and, and um, being able to just hear God's people praise God in, in his sanctuary. Um, I, I love it today when we, we have the kids up here because they, they actually don't, um, they don't kind of like hold back. They could care less what other people are thinking about them or what looking at them. They're dancing around. I mean, there's people dancing and, you know, singing and sometimes they, they may just have to go to the bathroom. But that, that I, I, I love it, you know. I love to see them really, really engaging in, in worship um, and uh, so that's, that's just been part of my life since I was, since I was, uh, since I was a little kid. And, uh, you know, when we gather in church, we, we always do the worship service, right? We always sing. And, um, and uh, it's also, it's really my favorite part of the service. I, I mean, I, lo- I love, you know, the preaching and all. I love you guys and I love listening to you all. Um, but my favorite part and the part that really touches me is actually the worship service. Um, and uh, when I was growing up, you know, we would sing hymns in, in church, right? And, uh, you know, usually we had organs and choirs, and, and, um, and it's, but it still had this similar purpose, right? This similar, um, you know, corporate uh, singing to, to, to God for, um, you know, the same, the same idea of it was there. And uh, so that's the part that I love. But I always wonder about this. Um, if you weren't growing up in church, how, how do, what does it feel like to just walk into a church and see people like, Singing, that's that must kind of be weird. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, because I, I, I've never got that chance to not have be a church person and come in and be like, oh wow. But um, I just always wonder how that looks and why do we do it, right? And and so, um, so I think I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. About why do we, why do we, why do we worship? And um, and uh, and a little bit also about um, you know what it is. What's the purpose of it, right? So what? Why is it that? And we come here and we sing and we, and we praise God. Um, and so, so that's, that's, uh, that's a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. And the other thing I, th- I struggle with, and, and especially for myself, um, is that sometimes I, I, I think we, we come here and we, we worship on Sunday. 
and, and we, we sing and we, and we do the production and we make it, make it about that and not about our hearts. So, so, so some people you know, might come to this and be like, why are we, why are we even doing this? And then the other, other side, I have to really examine my own heart and say, am I really living a life that's, that, that, that reflects that, that true worship that, uh, that God is calling us to? I don't know if you've ever felt that way, but I know I have. Um, like you're living a Sunday life that's, that's great and all, but, but the other days of the week, that, that's when things don't quite live up to this, to this, this Sunday experience, right? So today, like I said, we're going to finish this series on Psalms. We're going to go through, the, and I thought the f- best play, way to finish the series on Psalms was just to go through the last Psalm there is, right? And I figured that's a good conclusion. Um, and so, so there's 150 Psalms, if you didn't know that, and so we're going to do, we're going to look at Psalm 150. It's the conclusion of the book of Psalms, and it's part of the ending of the book that we call, in the last five books of, of Psalms, it's really called um, the Hallelujahs. It's, it's really kind of the conclusion finale of, of, of Psalms. And uh, it actually, I was reading about it a little bit, and uh, sometimes they call this, the, the, the Psalm 150, the doxology. The doxology of, um, of the Psalms. It gives that conclusion and the weight to the whole of the Psalms, and, and, and that's what it is. This is really all about. So it's all about worship. It's all about worship, that, that, that last Psalm. So the whole point, and it, the, way it under, the way it really fits in with the whole of the Psalms is that it's the culmination. You, you know, you, you, you look through the, the Psalms and you talk about all of the the lament that, that you'll hear in it, the, the like calling out and crying out to God, the anguish, the pleading for, for an answer to prayer, for an answer to why is, he, why are, is the psalmist being um, you know, persecuted. All of those things come out in the psalms, and then at the end of it, it's, it's, it says, let's praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, it doesn't start, it doesn't end with, ah, oh, this is, it's tough, you know, life is tough. No, it says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. So um, I wanted to read this together first, and then we'll kind of go through it a little bit. So uh, we'll bring up on the screen here um, Psalm 150. It says this, praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud and clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This doesn't end with that. So that is all about our worship. Again, like despite all the pain and the lament and the anger sometimes that comes out in the Psalms, in the end, the psalmist concludes this. And I think we all have to conclude this, that the only way to respond to a God who hears us and cares for us and loves us and answers our prayers is to worship him, to praise the Lord. See, the Psalms doesn't end with despair, but with triumph. This triumphant praise and worship, and it's not down out of obligation, out of like, oh, this is what we got to do because we got to show up at church and we got to sing a song. That wasn't what it was at all. 
Because they've been grappling with God and telling him all of the deep parts of his heart. And God responds. And the psalmist says, I have nothing to do but praise you. I'm grateful for what you've done for me. The first part here says, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. What are those mighty deeds? I think the psalmist, you know, what the mighty deeds that the psalmist saw was, you know, t- talking more about Israel and, and, the, and, the, and the, the history of what God did through that, through that people. But you can almost hear it in that, in that phrase the final mighty deed was Jesus Christ. He sent, he sent Jesus. In fact, in the New Testament, there's a, there's a glimpse of this, what this might look like in Revelation. Revelation 5.13 says this, and it's not going to be up on the screen, but it says, And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb... Jesus, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. That is praising the Lord because of Jesus, because of the mighty deed of Jesus Christ in us. Because of that, everything that has breath is praising the Lord. You see, the the psalmist, he knew God's character and his greatness. And because of that, he worshiped not just a quiet, reverent, you know, safe worship. He came... He came to, to, to church and, and, and praised God with all of this, right? All of that noise. <laughs> it was loud. I mean, praise him with trumpet sound, praise him with lute and harp. That's, those are, well, first of all, trumpet. I, I, I played in orchestras, right, in the trumpet section. I'm on the, in the string bass section, and the trumpets were right there. Like, and I still have hearing loss in my right ear because of that freaking trumpets. And... Um, um, <laughs> And they're loud, and sometimes we, we have to listen to that. And I, I mean, the point is that it's about loud or soft or anything like that, but it was about the, the fact that everything that has breath was praising the Lord through the trumpets, through the strings, through everything that, 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 was, that has breath. That's, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. The other thing I, I thought was interesting and fascinating when I was reading through this, and I was, I was trying to figure out if there was some way around this part, but it was the, 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 dan- the dance part, right? I was like, wow. I, mean, I think Ricardo's really good at dancing on the stage with the, with the bass. I'm, I'm still trying to live up to him, but man, that guy, that guy can dance. I have a pretty good bass face, but he, he's got the dance down. Um, <laughs> but the psalmist, he, get, he gives us uh, permission to really, to really use our whole body in worship, right? Not just, not just uh, singing our voice and just kind of being part of it, but really having the praise that, you're, that you really feel in your heart, inhabiting that praise and having it go through your body, not just, in, not just you know, in your voice, but your whole body, worshiping God. So I think that, that God is, is you know, calling us to that exceptional, loud, full-bodied experience of worship, but I think sometimes we make it about the show, right? It's not that. It's, it's because of the one we worship. We believe that, that, that Jesus came, that, that God gave us his son. And because of that, out of that joy that we have for him, we praise him. 
And I, and I worry about it because I, you know, I, I sit up here and I, and I play music and I, and I love the music side of it, but I, I worry that sometimes, again, that we make it about that and it's not about that. Because I don't want to miss the point of, of what true worship is. In Romans, um, Paul is talking to the, to the Roman church and he, he calls us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Amen. Holy and acceptable to God, which is our spiritual worship. So when we talk about this, this uh, you know, this is the corporate worship we're talking about right up here. When we talk about worship and what's truly, what it's truly about, it's bringing your whole being, your whole body into alignment with what, what God is calling us to do. And we often think about worship as Sunday mornings, but it's not Sunday mornings. I don't want to miss this part. See, I want to challenge you to think of worship in a, in a different life. Yes, worship and praise and, and singing is part of, of what we do on Sundays. And it's important corporately to worship God. But, but worship is also part of what we do on, on Wednesday afternoon when we're tired and, and our coworkers coming and annoying us and our boss is asking us something that doesn't seem reasonable um, it's how do you treat those that, that are eye to eye with you every day. And maybe it's how you treat those, co- those people that you don't agree with. You know, maybe they, they don't have the right politics or the right, you know, the right look or the right neighborhood or whatever it is. Maybe their viewpoints are different. That's, that's worship too. It's not just how you sing, but it's how you actually live. And so your living, living sacrifice, uh, sacrifice, as Paul describes it, is how you present your whole being as an act of spiritual worship. And that is your true act. That is your true worship. Not just the way you sing again, but how you live. And I'm not sure, you know, how that hits you. Maybe, maybe you're somebody who comes to church and you're like, you're a little bit like timid about this, this singing stuff. That's, that's okay. I'm just encouraging you to, in, you know, Remember that, that, that God is calling us to, be, to, to worship him. And, and the psalmist really pushes, pushes that. And maybe, maybe, but maybe it's more about struggling with that spiritual act of worship that we talked about. Maybe what Paul was talking about. And it's hard for you to present your body as a living sacrifice because we aren't living during the week the way we wish we lived and uh, you know, the way we kind of act on Sundays. So I don't know which side of that you're on, or maybe you're on both sides. Um, but God is a God who deserves your worship. He deserves your honor. He deserves your praise because he sent his son to die for you, to, to help you become that spiritual act of worship. It's not, it's not something you can do. It's something that he's done for you. And so because of that, out of that, you live a life that is worshipful. And um, maybe that means giving up some of your hesitation in, in, you know, in the worship service and acting a little bit more like the, uh, the kids in the front row or, uh, or living out the radical love of Jesus in your community, in your, with your neighbors, with your friends, with your family, coworkers. God deserves to be praised. God deserves to be put on that throne. And the psalmist had it right. Let everything that has breath, everyone in this room, 
everyone outside of this room, everyone, everything that has breath. I think that even includes like my, my German shepherd. I don't know. But she has breath too. <laughs> but everything that has breath, praise the Lord. So that's our call to present ourselves to the one who created us, who saved us, and the one who is coming again to praise him, to praise him with everything we have in the sanctuary, in the sanctuary of our lives. Um, and that's, that's, that's what we need to do. So I don't have a lot today. That was pretty much, I just wanted to conclude with this. And um, as I said, this was the doxology, right? This is the doxology of, of our life. And when I was a kid, the, the, the final song we would sing in, um, in church was always the doxology. And, and uh, you know, whenever we hear this song, it always just reminds me of, of the, you know, even the beginning of my faith, of why I, um, when I became a Christ follower, well, I was seven years old, these, these, were the, these were the words that just always reminded me um, of who God was. And praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. And praise him above all heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. So as the band comes up and, and um, the, the ushers come forward, I just want to pray for you. Um, and let's sing that song together. Let's sing it together. Jesus, we just thank you so much for your unending love, for your, the fact that you hear our prayers, you hear our anguish, our, our, our lament, like the psalmist did, you, you, you hear us, and you care about us, and you love us, and you brought, you sent your son, Jesus, to die for us because you knew we needed, we needed a savior. And God, I just thank you for that. And because of that, I just ask that you would help us to, to praise you. To praise you here in the sanctuary. And to praise you with our lives. Living out your radical love throughout our neighborhoods and to the ends of the earth, God. And as, as we bring our our tithes and our offerings today, I, I just ask that you would bless those, bless this time, bless these offerings. God, we know that it's not about what we give, it's about who you are. And, 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 and you've, you've given us everything, it's all yours, God. We just ask that you would, you would bless it as it goes out to the ends of the earth. And um, as, we, as we focus back in on, in, on a time of worship, help us to, to inhabit that worship. As the psalmist so eloquently put it so many years ago, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. God, we just praise you. We praise you for who you are, for what you've done the mighty deeds that you've done, God. I just, I'm just so, so thankful. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
are listening to the official podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.